Hello, readers of Every Word, and welcome to Every Word 365. I'm your host, Christina Munoz-Madsen. Today we're reading Ephesians, which is 1 through 6. Long podcast alert. These New Testament books are just so full of wisdom. I can't help it. Please know that you certainly don't have to read all of the links and listen to all the podcasts. It's just a way to have a conversation about our readings without being able to have an actual conversation about our readings. If you only have time to read, please just read. This all goes in addition to you reading through the Bible in a year. All right, author of Ephesians, Ephesians 1.1, identifies the author of the book of Ephesians as the Apostle Paul. The book of Ephesians was very likely written between AD 60 and 63. Purpose of writing, this is from Got Questions. Paul intended that all who long for Christ-like maturity would receive this writing. Enclosed within the book of Ephesians is the discipline needed to develop into true children of God. Furthermore, a study in Ephesians will help to fortify and to establish the believer so he can fulfill the purpose and calling God has given. The aim of this epistle is to confirm and to equip a maturing church. It presents a balanced view of the body of Christ and its importance in God's economy. Again, that's from gotquestions.org and I'll include a link. Have you ever heard someone say, what's the purpose? Or what is this life all about? Well, send them to Ephesians. Did you know that God's plan is revealed? Check out Ephesians 1, 10 through 11. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Okay, so that's clear as mud, right? But the point I'm trying to make is that if we believe what the Bible says about God, then we must trust that these verses are true. Although we may not fully understand, in fact, we have read that we won't understand, and that's okay. We must have faith that God is at work and he makes everything work out according to his plan. I don't know about you, but once I put my trust in God completely, it was easier to see that even when bad things happen, God will make it all work out in the end. I guess I always wanted to say, I wonder what the meaning of life is. You hear that all the time. Now, I didn't have all the answers when I finished reading through the Bible, but I felt like I knew the answer to that. Like I know the meaning of life is to do what we're talking about right here. So that's why I'm so passionate about sharing this with others. In Ephesians 2, 12 through 13, it says, In those days you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ great reminder and I feel like I've done it both ways with God and without God and I can tell you which one is better. Ephesians 3 7 by God's grace and mighty power I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. So good to be reminded that we are free to serve him not free to do whatever we want and that it is a privilege that freedom that word gets thrown around a lot we are free from our shackles, free from our chains, but not to go do what we want or what we feel 
like doing. It is a privilege to serve Him. Ephesians 4, 2, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Well, there you go. If only every person in this world actually did that, what a different world it might be, right? We can't make everyone else be humble and gentle, but we can do our best to be that every day with every person that crosses our path. Will we fail? Yes. Should we stop trying? No. I just think these advice and nuggets and wisdom are so good and so practical for today. It goes on to say, For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is Ephesians 4, 4 through 7. Just count how many times the word one is in that passage. I think the writer might be trying to tell us something. And again, that's so hard with the Trinity and understanding that God, the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one in three, but it is one. And I think that message is really what's trying to come across there. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, and Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. That all came out of Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. Okay, this part of the Bible, in my opinion, is taken out of context and or attacked more than any other part of the Bible, especially by women, many of whom think this verse is telling us to basically be doormats and wait on our husband's hand and foot. Not only is that not what this is saying, there is more talk about how a man should love his wife than how a wife should respond, and yet we don't hear about that command as much, it seems. I'm going to share a link from gotquestions.org called, Does a Wife Have to Submit to Her Husband? And I strongly encourage you to read the entire thing. It is a little long, but it is so good and so informative, especially if this is something that has bothered you in the past. Maybe it's a bad marital situation. Maybe it's something a parent or loved one has said to you. Uh, maybe you're a husband and confused about it as well. Please check out that link, read through it all, and as always, send questions or we can discuss on the Facebook page as well. 
Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. What a great verse for our kids, right? But also a good reminder for those of us that still have living parents. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. That is Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. I love the visual of God's armor and putting it on every single day. What a great prayer for all of us to pray every day. When you look at the crazy and awful stuff going on in this world, we absolutely need God's armor on, on us, not only to survive, but per to persevere. If you ever try to pray and don't know what to pray for, give this one a try. You really could go to in, into Ephesians and pray that every day because it talks about the devil is constantly at us. We don't have to invite the devil in. God's a gentleman. He's got to be invited in, but not Satan. And Satan will attack and attack and attack. And if you don't have that armor from your feet to the belt of truth, the helmet, the shield, the sword, we have to be ready. We have to be on guard and we have to defend ourselves against the evil that is in this world. It sounds scary and frightening, but it is our reality. It is true. It is biblical. And I just believe we need to be praying for each other to really put on that armor every day. That is the beginning and end of Ephesians. So I'm also including a whole bunch of links that you can dig further as well as the Bible Project Overview video. Tomorrow is a day off or a day to catch up on all of my emails and podcasts and links that I put out there. Then we will start and finish Philippians, another short but really meaty book. So enjoy your day off and we'll see you in 24 hours. Happy reading. This episode is brought to you by Travel with Friends. Don't let the logistics of planning a trip stop you from being a world traveler. With Travel with Friends, they have tours that you can join to experience a life-changing adventure with other friends. You can cruise through Alaska and Canada, journey through the footsteps of Paul in Greece, taste the delicious food of Italy, or experience the place where Jesus walked in the Holy Land. Just give Travel with Friends a call at 501-379-9226 or send them an email at friends at travelwithfriends.com or click the link in the podcast description.